into the contest. It's Friday the 26th of August. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host Shane Lee and he's just been gargling this morning. He's got the big gig tomorrow night. Uh, six and out are back on the Central Coast. Uh, any nerves, mate? Uh, a few nerves. There's a few couple of new songs we've learnt, so um, it's always a bit daunting getting up on stage and hope you don't forget the chords. But uh, looking forward to playing Hardy's Bay tomorrow night. We sold out. Tickets sold out in 20 minutes, so um, it should be fun. Richard, the Mick Jagger, Asian Cheekwee, he, um, he's going to be on fire. He's in good voice and... Um, yeah, I know the boys are pretty pumped. It's going to be great. Oh, I'm sure it's going to be brilliant, mate. Uh, it is a Friday. That means we'll be talking NRL with Shad Wicker. Also, Luca Muller, all the latest on the AFL. If you're ready for your next thoroughbred racing adventure, then join the Osher Group. They exceed expectations on what racehorse ownership should look like. Australia's racing industry is enjoying unprecedented growth. Through a strategic, well-managed and data-driven approach, there is now a very real opportunity to build a profitable and sustainable thoroughbred portfolio. Find the Osher Group online at theoshergroup.com. We love a Friday Brisbane comedian, Shad Wicker. We're getting into the business end of the rugby league. How are you, my friend? Oh, I'm doing all right, guys, but it's a sombre day. The flags are flying at half-mast here in Brisbane. Uh, Suncorp mm. Stadium, I hear they've boarded up the doors. <laughs> I'm surprised they even made their way to the pole. Mate, unbelievable last night. Mate, I turned the TV on last night and I saw 6 and 53. I thought it was a cricket score. Mate. What happened to the Broncos? Well, I mean, you've got to take positives, don't you? At least it's seven less than last week. That's an improvement. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you've got to take the wins there. No, it's, um, it's mm. danger signs for the Broncos. It's hard to imagine what has happened to mm. this squad over the last four weeks. And you can't sit there and be like, oh, Paddy Carrigan's gone, that's why. And obviously, losing Reynolds in the first ten minutes wasn't great. But at the same time, there's some issues here within this squad to have that many points put on you back-to-back weeks at mm. home. Let's not forget the Tigers also put into the sword not too long ago as well, which was the beginning of this awful kind of run of form that's been happening at the moment. I'm sitting here going, why would you even want the Broncos to scrape into the top eight if you're a fan right now? Because what's waiting on the other side of next round? The Roosters or the or the Rabbitohs? No, thanks. Let's get another 70 points on them. And, and the thing is, how do you slip that bad, that fast, that quick? Mm. And even with the Anna Brennels going off, um, often that will uh, get a team together, won't it? Let, let's come on, let's 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 get together and, and fight for you know our leader who's off the field, all that kind of mm. camaraderie. It's just not there. They're not playing for their coach, are they? They were sort of uh, top of the pops there for a while, third, fourth. We even had them in the conversation of a possible premiership contender. But Brisbane, boy, oh boy, they're slipping out the back. They'll be on their Mad Monday quicker than any, I think. <laughs> Uh, now, well, the the importance of for and against is what mm. was amazing as well. Like you know, they were they had a forty point lead on Canberra. All they had to do was win, and it was pretty much impossible for Canberra. Even if they lost, it was like lose by six, lose by twelve. You still got a forty point buff, buffer, but you had fifty three mm. points put on you. Like not only did you lose, but you lost in such a fashion that you put your entire mm. season in jeopardy. And if you can't lift after having sixty put on you by the storm at, at Suncorp Stadium. You can't lift the next week to play Parramatta. 
Uh, I have no hope for him against the Dragons next week as well. And you're kind of sitting in this other situation, which we've spoken about on this pod before. Uh, I can't believe how long I've been doing this Fridays with you guys. <laughs> but I've always been sceptical. Love Kevy as a guy, but I've always been sceptical of his coaching yeah. ability. And the selection choices in this squad over the last probably six to seven weeks have been quite confusing to me. Uh, coupled with the fact that they've told someone like Tyson Gamble to go shop elsewhere, mm. like go find yourself a new home, how much better would this squad have been if Tyson Gamble was the 14 last night? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He, he's such a versatile player. He's got that mongrel in him in defence. They've never lost with him in the game as well, which he likes to parade around uh, boasting about as well. Every time he's played, they've never lost. But, you know, th- they've made some really weird decisions here. Billy Walters is one of the worst defenders around the ruck in the competition at the moment. Ezra Mann missed 10 tackles against the Storm, nearly hit that number again on the other night. This is a team without any effort. This is a team that shouldn't be in the top eight, boys. Yeah. Bring Canberra in. Well, speaking about the Storm and defence, a big, big game tonight, Roosters versus the Storm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. This is a yep. preview of a prelim. I'm telling you now. This yeah. will be these yep. two will be playing each other to get into the finals if the finals work out that way. I can't really figure out the math. But what an amazing situation we're in right here, boys. I mean, we were only feels like it wasn't that long ago we were going, geez, Melbourne have lost it. Four week four losses in a row. Geez, the Roosters have lost it. They're against the they're not quite picking up the pace at the moment. Now you're talking about two of the most informed teams. What are the Roosters on? Six on the trot? Melbourne are on four on the trot. Yep. I mean, they both just put as you said before, cricket scores against opponents last week. This is going to be an absolute belter of a match, I oh, think. Yeah. And Lindsay Collins back, Takiaho back. I actually think that $2.35, $2.40 mark, they got the Roosters head-to-head's a good price. Wild. I think yeah. they'll beat them. I really do. Yeah. Um, you, you know, I, It's going to be difficult in Melbourne, but they're just going that well at full strength. Spinnaker up. What about Latrell Mitchell? He's been in good form for Souths. They should have won last week. They didn't, but... Uh, do you think he'll end up at the Dolphins? There's all sorts of lotto numbers being thrown about. No, nah, I don't think he's going to end up at the Dolphins. I think I think it's a stretch too far. He's got a farm in like around that Tyree area. To move right. to the Sunshine Coast and move away from, yeah, and that was a really important part of his lifestyle mm. was to get that connection when he had that rough period of time while he was at South. That was kind of part of the whole mentality of trying to keep himself connected to his home a bit more. So I, I can't... I, find it a bit hard, especially with Wayne's mentality of how he likes to work with players and keep them grounded in their private life. I find it a bit hard to imagine him taking Luttrell there. That being said, if it's a Cody Walker-Luttrell double act, then yeah, that's that's throw all the money in the world at that because at the moment things are looking so grim in the halves department um, that they would love that kind of marquee. So I think they're all in on they're all in on Munster. Obviously. I think that's their biggest play. I still think he's going to stay at Melbourne. I I just feel like Melbourne's going to find that million a year that he needs. Um, But, yeah, I can't see the troll thing. Can I get your opinion on one thing, though, lads? Sure. Here's a thought I had the other day. Is it, am I the only person that finds it weird that Braith and Astor is a player agent yeah. and hosting an NRL opinion show? No, you're not You're not the only bloke. That's, uh, I, find that that biz- feel I find like, that bizarre. Yep. Yeah, it doesn't feel like yep. conflict of interest. At a, like, at, like I didn't like it when Kevin Walters was one of the commentary team for a bit for like Fox or Nine, whoever it was, when he was coaching. And then they, that kind of stopped. Because you can't like you shouldn't be involved this heavily, especially if you're like pushing the narrative that a lot of the talking heads are going to. Yeah, well, I mean, like if you if you want to go down that road though, um, what about Phil Gould? Oh, same. Well, he's a get him off. Get him off the so, telly, look, mate. I, 
but you go to Chad, you go to Melbourne, they work across a thousand different yeah, boundaries. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway. Hey, Chad, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a quick question yeah. before we go, Chad. That, that because you support yeah, so mate. many different teams, you must have a lot of different Mad Mondays coming up. Oh, man, I'm so excited. That's the other best thing about the pointing into the season. Got a lot of teams to celebrate for. That's why I'm really hoping the Broncos don't make the eight. I can't wait until October. <laughs> I think you'll be. I think you'll be right. The um, oh, what about James Tamo? Just on uh, another thing we've been saying all week. The funniest part about the whole James Tamo thing is that he actually called someone else incompetent when they were down by seventy at the Sydney Cricket Ground. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's it's hard to say. You know, obviously he got off. Um, and it's the whole good guy, you know. I, I understand the logic in that, but if he if he signs a new contract next year, it kind of makes it all look stupid, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Because he was going to play again then. Um, it's a hard one. I can understand why the refs would be so annoyed because you sit here in a competition like rugby league, where you know the refs, yeah, they've gotten a lot wrong, and we do complain about a lot of different rules issues. But we are talking about a comp that changes the rules every single year, sometimes mid-season as well, which is insane. Um, but they must feel really hard done by here because they must be sitting there going, we've been hung out to dry that many times this year by the NRL, that many times by Vlandis and co, or even our own referees boss when we've made mistakes and stuff. And then a player goes off at us not once but twice and he gets he gets a one-weeker. They must be sitting there going, like, what? you sit here and you wouldn't yeah. want to be a coach. I'd hate to be a ref. <laughs> yeah, it's a poor job. Shad, uh, look, it's a cracking weekend. I'm looking forward to the rest of these games, particularly this Rooster Storm game tonight. And uh, then we've got one week. We've got the opening of Allianz Stadium, which will be capacity next Friday night, South Rooster. So a lot to look forward to. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a pumping weekend. The, the next round's going to be really enticing. At least at least uh, the one thing we can be excited about, guys, is that the bottom eight will be an exciting moment where it was looking like there was no, going to be nothing to watch yeah. from the end of the year. At least now it's down to the wire, which is something we can all appreciate as rugby league fans. Go on, Shad. Take care, mate. Have a good, good weekend. No worries, boys. Up next, Melbourne comedian Luca Muller. Carlton, 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 Carlton. Oh, the oh, good old mighty blues. That means it's time to talk to Melbourne comedian Luca Muller, who's still in Edinburgh, but you're still getting the messaging. You lose to Melbourne by a breath and then lose to Collingwood by a point. I was speaking to my brother, who's a Collingwood fan. He's showing no remorse for Carlton because <laughs> he reckons that they just rip in, Luca. But boy, oh boy, from outside looking in. Oh, grim, grim time to be a Carlton fan, isn't it? My God. They would have thought they were set halfway, went into the bye in the top four. They looked like they'd finally pulled it all together and then... Does it get more heartbreaking than that? Losing by less than a kick in the last two games to miss out on final and the last round to, yeah, like you say, Collingwood, your most bitter rivals, people who are just going to absolutely shove it up here. It is pretty pretty brutal stuff for the Blues. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say, isn't it? What Do you, do you reckon th- those sort of things can sort of go one of two ways, I suppose? It can either bond the team together a bit more, they'll come back bigger and better, uh, fully formed next year, or it could be, Truly heartbreaking, and they'll come back just shattered and no confidence next year. What do you reckon? Any predictions? No, I, I think they will come back. I think I think there's enough talent in that squad to to not not to come back. I think they're um, I just think their style of play they didn't they didn't work consistent. You know, go with the big guys up front and kick straight down the guts all the time. I, I don't know. It's just, I think they'll hone their game over the off season 
Um, they've got a good midfield. They've got good defenders. They've got good guys all around the paddock. So yeah. there's no reason why they can't Absolutely. come back. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I know it's a cliche, but cliches are cliches because they're true. And like they just got into foreign territory, didn't they? They they sort of lost the idea of how do we ever win? How do we ever get to finals? Mm. So I think now that they've felt it as close as they did, they've got a lovely balance of experience and youth. And with Voss there, another like he's a winner, isn't he? He's a, he was a winner as a player. I, I really think that that's not a bad bet as a, as, a, as a punter myself to punt on them being in the eight next year. That is Carlton. And, um, yeah, they've got such a fantastic band of supporters, as do Man United. <laughs> and we thought we think, we thought that it was over for them. Then, boom, uh, start of the week, up 2-0 against Liverpool. They get the 2-1 win and everyone's talking about the start of a new era. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they couldn't have looked more down and out, like you say. They've been just so all over the shop the last few years. They had this, uh, I mean, this was probably over a decade ago now, but had the Glazers come in who have been a pretty contentious uh, ownership duo there, seem to be focusing more on sort of money-making and brand-building than they are in actually on-pitch success and trying to win trophies. And so the fans are pretty all over them, angry with the coach coaching choices, angry with the signings they're making for players. And just before that game, that Old Trafford game against Liverpool, there was huge riots outside the stadium and then they managed to pull off a big win like that. So hopefully a bit mm. of positivity at Man United for the first time in a while. Well, just yeah, well, just across the road, Man City, a team that's just winning everything, um, they had an unlikely draw. Yeah, absolutely. They looked pretty set to, uh, to dominate this season all over again. Their first two yeah. games, they kicked seven goals in two games. Their big new uh, striker signing, Erlen Haaland up front, looked absolutely ready to take the Premier League by storm. And then, yeah, a pretty shocking 3-3 draw against a pretty brave Newcastle side who yep. no one really picked uh, to get that result. And Newcastle really took them on. They sort of uh, might have showed the, uh, a chink in the armour there for Man City. A lot of people sort of sit back and just try to defend against them, but they played aggressive football. It was a very exciting game. And so, yeah, Man City will be interesting to see how they come out on the back of that. Uh, They're playing Crystal Palace this weekend, who you'd expect them to beat, but they've been pretty plucky so far early this season, so you never know. Yeah, Southampton have been all over the shop, haven't they? So Man United, you expect them to stay on track and get back-to-back wins. Uh, What do you think about them? And also Liverpool, they absolutely must win against Bournemouth. Yeah, totally, totally. I would would pick Man United to win against Southampton there. Um, You never know. It would be a very Man United thing to just get this great glory-building, belief-building win and then totally fall apart the week after, but you never know. And yeah, Liverpool absolutely have to win. I know this seems crazy to say only four weeks into the season, but if they don't win this their season's almost just about over that's how how close and how uh, Mm. how difficult the title races have been the last few years because it's been them and Man City the last couple years and if Liverpool lose this they will have dropped points in their first four games and that's almost a pretty uh, difficult thing to make up so two Shocking draws. And then, like you say, Liverpool, uh, Man United draw last weekend. They're coming up against Bournemouth, who you definitely expect them to beat. But Liverpool have so many injuries and stuff. They're a really hard team to really know what their identity is. There's some good transfer rumours happening for them. Apparently, they're going hard for uh, wonder kid Jude Bellingham, this 18-year-old English kid who's already sort of running the midfield over in uh, Dortmund, a team in Germany. So that would be a massive pickup for them if they could get him. But, yeah, their season's looking pretty shaky already. Hey, Luke, are you still in Edinburgh? Have you, have you been knifed yet? 
yet. <laughs> I've been close. Is it still dodgy late at night? <laughs> it's not great. It's pretty train spotting esque, you know. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen in the news as well, but there's a rubbish strike happening as well. So there's mm. the, the oh, bins really? are overflowing with rubbish, and I think I might get knifed by a rat that comes out of the bins. It's pretty bloody hectic <laughs> over here at the moment. Ratatouille. Yeah, yeah, they, must yeah, have, yeah. They, they must have rubbed off on Sydney trains because uh, they've been on strike for about two years. Um, yeah. Yeah, look, we've got the weekend off the AFL finally, Luca, but uh, then it's all on next week. Uh, they, these are four cracking games starting with that Thursday night. Up. It's so good. This final series is shaping up to be an all-time classic. I mean, this season already has been so red hot and the finals look to continue that. Thursday yeah. night, Lions against Richmond at the Gabba. Two pretty polar opposite teams. Two teams going in opposite directions right now. Uh, Lions started mm-hmm. the season so strong and then are on a bit of a slide and obviously still experiencing a bit of drama with their captain, Dane Zorko, and the things he said to some Melbourne players during that last game. Uh, so it's not good to have that gossip floating around heading into finals. And Tigers, on the other end of it, started this season pretty slowly and have really whipped it together, got their game back into shape. And they've just got that veteran nous and the ability to win sort of that, you know, intangible thing where they just have good performances under a lot of pressure where Brisbane seem to have the opposite and crumble crumble under the pressure. So, very interesting game there Thursday night. Yeah, I've got a funny feeling after the Broncos getting smashed last night, the Lions will get smashed and I think Brisbane will go back into lockdown, I reckon, mm. after this. Go back to <laughs> and they want the NRL grand final. <laughs> yeah, Luca, Luca, always good to chat. We'll catch you next week. Huh? Cheers, fellas. Talk to you then. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to Shad Wicker and Luca Muller and our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, the Osher Group. Go to oshergroup.com. If you're in the market for a racehorse, they have all the information you need. And we've had a great week. Thanks to our wonderful producer, Dan McHugh. Back next week with your daily dose of sport. Have a great weekend, guys. Take care. Join us for our Afternoon Sport Racing Bulletin brought to you by Bluebet. What I'm backing and why. Tim Gilbert is joined by racing journalist Matt Jones and professional punter Brad Miller discussing which horses they'll be betting on this weekend and why. Catch the show Friday afternoons ready for your weekend of punting. Subscribe or follow on your favourite podcast app. What I'm backing and why. Happy punting.